The Capitals hang on and take down the devil. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. In today's episode of Locked on Capitals, we talk about how your Washington Capitals take down the New Jersey Devils by a score of four to two. We'll talk about that in the show a little bit later. We will talk about injuries uh, facing this Capitals team. Yes, it seems like it's a common thread with this team year after year as they face a lot of injuries seems to be hitting them mostly on the blue line. We'll talk about that in the show. And then we'll talk about the fourth line being the true spark plug for the team in this game. But just to get it going here, we will talk about how the Caps take down the Devils 4-2. to two. It was one of those games uh, where the Caps took the lead early. That doesn't always happen too often, so that was big. Uh, they got the lead early, and they held on to it tightly for the first two periods, that is. And then they kind of took their foot off the gas to start the third period and ended up finding their way uh, to the victory lane to end the game. But it was a tough, bit tough sledding there, I would say, in the third period. But this was a team that was fully engaged in winning and uh, a lot to feel happy about as a Capitals fan as I you know, reflect on this game and kind of just take a look at some of the highlights and lowlights. Uh, the Capitals were looking to jumpstart their offense. We know that. Uh, we know that Spencer Carberry has juggled lineups. Either it was the forward lines or it was the deep pairings. He wanted to get the offense going. Uh, as we know, the usual spot, uh, suspects on the team, like Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson and you know TJ Oshie, aren't getting nearly the production that they've had in previous years. I guess uh, Tom Wilson's getting a little bit more than the uh, other two that I mentioned there, but they're getting scoring from different sources, and they're getting that done based on the fact of just juggling the lines up and seeing what works. I think what worked tonight, and I think that you'll probably see something similar Saturday night versus the Islanders. They mixed and matched the forward lines and the D pairings. It looks like all they really needed was Abe Kubel and Nick Dowd back in the lineup. As we know, Nick Dowd uh, came back to the Capitals as he missed a substantial amount of time. He is one of the steady forces 
on the fourth line. And we'll talk a little bit more about him uh, later in the show. But that was what was key for me uh, was having Nick Dowd back out there. And it's kind of surprise, surprise. I didn't have that uh, circled as something that was going to be so important. But uh, Abe Kubel, Nicholas Abe Kubel, just playing a huge role. Uh, the difficult thing for me, and this is kind of something that I talk about, and if you're an everydayer, you know I talk about on the show, is that the Capitals can be laser-focused for a period or two periods, but then they just lose focus, either in the third period. Usually the second period is a tough one for them. Uh, but in this case, to start the third period, I thought to myself, here we go. This game that I thought they had on lock is going to get out of their grip. And I'm going to be talking to you guys about a loss, uh, but it wasn't the case. They actually held on and they played stifling hockey. And when the Capitals were in control in this game in the first two periods, they were tough to deal with because what is one of the things that we know about the Devils is they play really well when they're on the power play and they didn't spend uh, any time on the power play early in the game. And I think that that is what really helped the Capitals in their push. Abe Kubel and Dowd were huge in the Caps production on the fourth line. Kuzi struck twice uh, and is what is one of the interesting things talking about juggling things up and trying to get production. Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Tom Wilson on the top line. As we know, the last several games here, it's been Dylan Strom on the top line, but it's interesting when you put the faith and confidence in Evgeny Kuznetsov, great things happen. And part of it, I think, is is that they put faith in him uh, because I think that, you know, Spencer Carberry can see something in him. I think that you know that uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is a really good hockey player. You just kind of have to coax it out of him. And I think it was a bit of a redemption for Evgeny Kuznetsov. As you know, he was one of the big pieces in the Capitals losing in the previous game, being out of position. So it was only fitting for him to to get some really great production out there. And all things considered, I'm very happy uh, for Kuzi. But if we take a look at his production in particular here, he had two goals on the night and three shots on goal. Uh, so a redemption uh, for Evgeny Kuznetsov, like I said, who struggled in the previous game, really kind of saved face in this game and was key. Uh, if you're asking me right now, I would say they should try to go with a similar uh, lines and D pairings out there. Saturday night against the Islanders. If it isn't broken, don't try fixing it. I think that Kuzi playing on that top line was uh, a good thing. And I think that Nicholas Abe Cubell, um, he came here a man on the mission. Uh, and I think that he is going to be uh, an interesting piece to see on the fourth line. Again, I would plug him in uh, on the fourth line against the Islanders as well. Bit of a you know different you know thing to look at here is that Matthew Phillips has not really stood out on the score sheet since preseason. I know in the preseason he really stood out and everyone was singing his praises. I kind of did as well. And if you take a look at it uh, tonight, zero goals, zero assists, zero shots on net with only 10 minutes and 23 seconds of ice time. Would Nicholas Abe Cubell be more of a viable option than Matthew Phillips? Again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. This was only one game uh, where he was called up uh, but he really popped off the page. Would he be a more viable option over Matthew Phillips? I'm going to go ahead and say if they get a similar amount of production out of him uh, in the next game, uh, the game Saturday night against the Islanders, I would go ahead and say yes. Um, I know that the Caps, like I said, and a lot of people were all in on Matthew Phillips about the great preseason and what a great story, such a small man, but plays a huge role on the Capitals. 
it, it is a game and it is a league of what have you done for me lately? And Matthew Phillips has been kind of absent from uh, from the score sheet. So I would say, you know, it, it's if Nicholas Abe-Cubel c- continues to play uh, really well, then I would say that it would be a good idea to just keep uh, the good vibes going with him. Uh, Kuzi uh, made up for his poor positioning and Tom Wilson and Alex Ovechkin had assists uh, in the win. So even though Alex Ovechkin isn't finding the back of the net, uh, and that's a bit worrisome for me. As I, you know, the more games go on and on and on, he doesn't score a goal or he doesn't score, you know, multiple goals, kind of one of his trademarks, the more I'm a bit concerned. And he was getting some good shots on that out there. But ultimately, why is he not finding the back of the net? That is a bit uh, perplexing for me. But taking a look at him tonight, he had one assist and three shots on goal with 21 19 of ice time. So something is just a miss there. Um, and I don't get me wrong. I'm happy that he's contributing and he's getting assists and he's being a uh, key in some of these scoring opportunities, but that is not who Alex Ovechkin is at the end of the day. He is a goal scorer. Uh, if he doesn't know he's, he's chasing down Wayne Gretzky and if he's going to catch him, he better put his foot on the gas now uh, before it, it kind of, I don't know how many more games it's going to be before the panic alarm goes off. I don't hear a lot of panic amongst uh, Capitals beat writers. I don't hear a lot of panic amongst fans yet. I hear rumblings, you know, kind of a faint rumble in the stands, but I don't hear like, what is going on? We need answers. Is he injured? That's kind of what I've long suspected, but we really hope to see more production from Alex Ovechkin above and beyond everyone else. Uh, Just because that's what he does. We know he's chasing down Gretzky and he is the captain and the leader of this team. And as Alex Ovechkin goes, so go the Capitals. So we really want to see him engaged. The same thing goes for some other players as well. TJ Oshie, even though he is key in a lot of scoring opportunities and was a showboat out there, bouncing the puck off his stick in game action was most impressive. I definitely couldn't do that, but uh, we hope to see more production from TJ Oshie as well. These players that have been on this team for such a long period of time is age finally catching up with them. I'm not entirely sure. Is it that there is so much good pre-scouting and watching video that they're prepared for everything that Ovi and Oshi throws at them? I don't really think that's the case. I just think that there is something is, you know, I guess I would say it's age or an underlying injury. Uh, something just does not add up uh, to me here. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about fourth line magic. Not usually the line that you think of that gets a lot of scoring, but it was for the Capitals on Friday evening. I'll talk about that coming up. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital from $5,000 to $1.5 million. Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. So if you're a business out there that needs a little help, that is why you need Parkview Advance. Advance. It's much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling us at 
675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital, go to parkviewadvance.com. If you run a solo small business, you're an army of one, but you still need a CPA, bookkeeper, separate payroll solution, and more, let Collective take care of your paperwork while you take care of business. If you're running a business of one, you're wearing many hats in your day-to-day. -day. With Collective Bookkeeping and Accounting, you don't need to be one of them. You can start saving thousands of dollars and hours of your time by letting Collective handle your business paperwork. Collective is uh, the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all of your paperwork. You dread like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, books, keeping accounting, and even payroll. The best part, it's at the fraction of a cost of a CPA. Collective knows that if your business of one makes over 80000 a year, you will find the most value for their services. Right now, Collective is offering a one-month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value for free when you go to collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you that's collective.com slash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. I have a lot of great guests and game breakdowns, so make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about fourth line magic and making the most of your opportunities. What is one of the things that we know that Anthony Mantha had a really great game the last game he played, but it ended with an injury and he did not play against the devil. So one man's loss is another man's opportunity. Enter Nicholas Abe Cubell, who made the most of his opportunity and killed it on the fourth line with Nick Dowd and Beck Malenstein, just a real force to be reckoned with and uh, quite Quite a fourth line, I got to say. We've seen some great players on the fourth line with Nick Dowd before. If we want to look historically with Hathaway and Hagelin and Protus at times has been down there, but just a really dialed in fourth line. And that is promising uh, as a Capitals fan. In the previous seasons, the fourth line has been productive with Hagelin, Dowd and Hathaway. Two of those players no longer play for the Caps, but Dowd is the foundational piece and the leader of the fourth line. Then enter Abe Kubel, who got his opportunity based on the injury to Mantha. And tonight, both Malenstein and Kubel scored 15 seconds apart. That was a real statement for the Capitals in the first period, uh, having... Uh, Abe Kubel, who has not played on the Capitals in quite some time, as we know, he started the season uh, down in Hershey, had kind of a so-so camp with the Capitals in the fall and played in Hershey. And now based on the injury 
to Anthony Mantha got his opportunity and he did not squander it. And, you know, if you always want to take a look at it, there were more other options, viable options, I guess you could argue, than Nicolas Sabe Cubell. Some people thought it could have been Ethan Frank. Some people thought Joe Snively or even Ivan Mirishnashenko. But the Capitals went with Nicholas Abe-Cubel, who has a little bit of a snarl to his game. And evidently, we do know that he can score goals as well. Uh, so it was kind of always a bit of a perplexing thing for me in the preseason when he got sent down to Hershey. I guess if you take a look at the players that played better than him on the depth chart in the preseason, that is, you could take a look at Matthew Phillips. But Matthew Phillips has seen a fall from grace. Uh, so could Nicholas Abe-Cubel be a viable option uh, in his in his place, well, even after Mantha comes back, I really do think that is a possibility. Again, I want to see more of a sample size from Nicholas Abe-Cubel than just a one great game, a one-off. I want to see that as a sustained effort. And then I think you might have something there. Abe-Cubel with a multi-point game is making a case that he belongs. If he continues in Saturday's game against the Isles, he could make it hard on Spencer Carberry, Dowd looked in better shape than he was to start the season. And what do I mean when I say that he's making it hard on Spencer Carberry and I guess Brian McClellan is that I think that, you know, everything, the lineups were kind of penciled in, but I don't think that anyone really saw Nicholas Abe-Cubel coming here and playing so well, having a multi-point game. I think it kind of took a lot of people by surprise, a good surprise. Oftentimes on the show, I talk about there were lofty goals for this player and they didn't live up to potential. Nicholas Abe-Cubel killed it. Again, it's going to be interesting to see what we can see from him Saturday night against the Islanders. I would really like to see a whole lot more uh, from him. But again, with Dowd coming back, uh, it is a reinvigorated fourth line as we have seen production on the fourth line for quite a few years. Uh, but this is a change. And I think that they were kind of plugging and playing different players up and down the lines uh, to try to get something that works. And I think that they're, they're turning the engine over and it's turning over. I'm not saying the engine is roaring right now, but it's at least turning over to start the season. It was get in the car and dead battery. Okay, we're going to move this guy here and that guy there, dead battery. At least when we get in there and we turn the engine over, we can hear the engine turning. And eventually, boom, it's going to take off. And this Capitals team is going to be something to be reckoned with. I still think there is a possibility that in this early season that they can do something. I don't want to get ahead of myself and say they'll win the Metro or anything like that. But I don't think when we take a look at this season in conclusion, at the end of the year, I think this Capitals team is going to be much better than we saw in the beginning of the year, and they're going to be doing it based on the players, the guys with the, with the working boots on, not necessarily the marquee names. Uh, the fourth line is who I'm talking about in this segment. They were the ones getting it done. Beck Malenstein, who has been fighting for years down in Hershey to get his spot on the Capitals. He's had a cup of coffee up on this team various times through his career, but I think, you know, this is his first year where it is, this is his job and it's his job to, to lose. And I do see Beck Malenstein being on this team, brings a physicality. He can score goals. And then you take a look at Abe Kubel, a real pleasant surprise, um, a lot better than a lot of the other guys that have tried to fill in the role on the fourth line. And then Nick Dow doing what Nick Dow does really well as just being a great center and leader on that fourth line. So Again, it's interesting when, when you take a look at it. If I was going to say, hey, the Capitals played really well, 
who do you think got the contributions? You'd say the top line, of course, uh, Alex Ovechkin and Tom Wilson or Dylan Strom and Evgeny Kuznetsov. What if I told you it was the fourth line, the fourth line who gets less ice time, generally speaking, of Malenstein, Dowd uh, out there, and Nicholas Abe-Kubel? You probably want to have that circled on your prediction. Uh, so it is interesting how things play out. Ultimately, I don't care where the Capitals are getting their goals from. I was just pleasantly surprised uh, that they were finding a way to get it done because, again, it is something that has uh, eluded them for a good chunk of the season. So for them to finally get some really great production was a positive thing, and I look forward to seeing what they bring Saturday night. All right, so coming up here after the break, I have to talk about injuries. Yes, more injuries, constant injuries on this team. It is a good thing they have a lot of depth on this team, mostly on the blue line. I'll talk about that coming up. We spend a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful uh, thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize that what that means? Bring an extended travel. Bring on next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your uh, generics or Cialis, Vi- Viagra. And this is possible because of our friends at... At Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12 month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds for a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So before the Capitals even played the game tonight, before they even dropped the puck, it was announced that Darcy Kemper was, quote, nicked up uh, and was not going to be able to play. And it's funny that everyone used nicked up and ran with it. Look up nicked up in in the dictionary somewhere. I want to see what that means. I'm going to say it's lightly injured, uh, if you will. And so what did that mean? That meant that Charlie Lindgren, who was good to go, got the start and played lights out. Uh, He was a key piece in the Capitals' victory uh, tonight. Make no mistake about it. Made a lot of 10-bell saves. Just a really key piece for the Capitals uh, as a backup. Like I say, he could be a starter on another team, but just a really huge uh, piece for the Capitals. So Shepard was also called up to back up Lindgren. Um, and that that's what it was about. Just a really great game. Lindgren made some 10 bell saves and was smooth in the crease. New Jersey did score twice in the third, but that was more breakdowns and defense than it was on Lindgren. Uh, so despite the fact that Darcy Kemper was not able to play because he was nicked up 
Charlie Lindgren stepped in and played huge tonight and a, a key piece in the Capitals winning. I think if it was any less of a goalie, the Capitals may have lost the game, especially in the third period. But there were more injuries to talk about. Faravari left the game while Rasmus Sandin left the ice. So Faravari uh, left the game and did not return. Uh, lower body injury. We don't ultimately know when he's going to be back. I'm sure we'll hear more, a little bit more tomorrow uh, from Spencer Carberry and the medical staff. But that is what we're talking about. That good thing they have that depth on the blue line. This could be a, another great opportunity for Alex Alexiev. Uh, as we saw, Lucas Johansson was out on the ice and Hardy Haman Octel as well. So it'll be interesting. Faravari blocked a shot in the second period and sustained a lower body injury in the play and did not return to the game. Uh, so not an ideal situation as it seems that the blue line for the Capitals has uh, faced a, a decent amount of injuries in this early season. As we know, the TVR, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, is also uh, injured as well. So not an ideal situation for the Capitals to be in. We're hoping uh, for a speedy recovery. But like I talked about, that's why you need the, that needed depth. Uh, so your team can weather any kind of storm. If you take a look at the Capitals last season, they were... Under constant injury, uh, they were fourth in the NHL and man games lost, and they struggled uh, because they were constantly out key pieces. We think Tom Wilson, we think John Carlson and Nick Backstrom. Uh, so it is good that they have that needed depth. Uh, but there are more injuries, like I talked about a little bit earlier in the show as well. Uh, we take a look at Anthony Mantha, uh, upper body after he was struck in the left side of his head by a puck on Wednesday, as well as TVR and Joel Edmondson and Max Pacioretty. So uh, not a one-size-fits-all for all of them. As we know, Joel Edmondson was injured in the preseason. Max Pacioretty has not suited up for the Capitals. Uh, but if we take a look at the key missing pieces, I'm going to go ahead and say the TVR is a big guy that plays a, a huge role on the Capitals' blue line. And Anthony Mantha, uh, not normally a guy I would revere as a key piece to the team, but in his last game that he played, played a really big role on this team. So again, for Anthony Mantha, we hope that he can come back in a hurry, ultimately to work on his resume. I, I, he doesn't have a long-term future uh, in Washington, despite how he plays in the next handful of games. That's just helping him on his next home. Um, and I don't know if he will find a home by the end of the season, but I do not see the Capitals signing him to a new deal. So it's best for him to work on his future plans. And one of the biggest things that he can do in working on his future plans is is winning uh, games and, and scoring goals and getting involved uh, in assists and all the things that are key in, in the Capitals winning games. But it is a tough thing as the Capitals are down yet another player, Martin Faravari, a key blue liner for the Capitals and Sandine. Uh, I guess we don't know the full extent of, you know, where he's going to be at, um, but not an ideal situation. Um, and, you know, you take a look at the guys that are injured. There are guys that play a big physical game. Martin Faravari is not afraid of throwing his body around. And subsequently, sometimes that happens. Um, but that's all part and parcel of playing in the NHL. And uh, we hope that uh, he can make a speedy recovery because the Capitals need him. I know that there are uh, viable options that they have, like I said, Alex Alexiev, but then they're not necessarily going to be on par uh, with someone like Martin Faravari. Uh, but in Faravari's uh, case here where he got injured, it wasn't from throwing his body around. He blocked a shot. So playing good uh, defensively, but ultimately he paid the price. Uh, as he had to leave the game. But just to wrap up this whole game, 
Um, a good win, not a great win. Uh, as the Capitals went into the third period, I was uh, excited at the idea that I was going to be able to talk to you guys about like a shutout and wow, they just slammed the door uh, in the New Jersey Devils face. Not the case. They kind of almost, the wheel really started to wobble in the third and I thought they were going to lose it. Uh, luckily, they were able to, to batten down the hatches and pick up the dub uh, because that would have been rough to be ahead <laughs> three to nothing and lose the game that that would have just been something that would just totally have crushed uh, the morale of this team. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of locked on capitals, your only daily year round podcast covering the capitals. And I have you guys to think that listen on the audio side and watching this on video, you are what is key to this show success. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.